You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Hello and welcome. This is Caroline Kay from carolinekay.co, hostess of the Snippets of Genius podcast, business and success coach. If you're a client, show guest, weekly listener, or a friend of mine, welcome back. If you're new to the show, it's great to have you here. And I hope that this show is exactly the insight you've been needing to move the needle on your business idea. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Darren Powell, who is the Vice President of Partnerships in the UK and Ireland for MasterCard. Darren is going to share with you some of the big lessons and surprises he's experienced working in and around partnerships and MasterCard for the last 25 years. Get ready to hear some of the best kept secrets to powerful partnerships from Darren. As I mentioned, 25 years, that's broken down with 22 years in financial services, working for HSBC and Citibank across numerous roles and verticals. It was actually in 2018 when Darren joined MasterCard, and he has been acting as the bridge between new entrants into the payments ecosystem and MasterCard ever since. Darren's true passion, which comes out pretty strongly in this show, is for technology, people and new business development. At the epicenter of it all is where he focuses to support clients bringing a card proposition to market. He's always looking at collaborations and partnerships underpinned by purpose. So listen hard to today's episode and think about what is the purpose you have? What is the change you want to see in the world? And could MasterCard be a partner for you that could help you do this? Darren is a passionate advocate for financial inclusion, and he is wholly aligned to MasterCard's overarching ethos of doing well by doing good. He's an ambassador for Kids Out Charity, and outside of COVID, is a volunteer for the First Love Foundation. So without further ado, let's crack on with today's show. Welcome to the show, Darren. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. I think we have to tell the listeners that this is the third, maybe fourth time we've tried to record this intro. Technical glitches on my side. And I'm going to ask Darren to tell us a memorable story of his time in partnerships. Darren, what have you got for us? So there's many, right? The list is long. Best part of 25 years now in and around partnerships. You know, I lead the business development effort, you know, within MasterCard for the UK and Ireland. So that really means, you know, find the next interesting big things that are going to come onto the MasterCard network and brand. You know, my focus is, is within the card issuance arena, but ultimately a big part of my role is to be that signpost, to, to, to connect the right people at the right time to add meaningful, credible value to each other. So a recent example for me was where, you know, playing tennis, not a bad, not a bad way to spend an afternoon and need to spend a few more afternoons with the with the COVID weight. <laughs> However, you know, someone who I'd known for, for a little while, you know, just started to suggest that maybe there was this partnership focused marketplace idea that they had. 
which might be useful and of interest to me to talk about. I was like, okay, well, yeah, it sounds absolutely in my wheelhouse, really in the sweet spot. Tell me a little bit more. And it was so random because, like I say, you're, you're playing tennis. You expect to have conversations about the weather, where you're going on holiday, who you've <laughs> seen recently, who in your circle of friends, you know, is up to X, Y, and Z. Not necessarily this. So whilst random, it was fascinating. And it also shown, you know, relatively quickly just how with investment with a good idea and with proposition behind it and value prop and backers how quickly things can come to market and you know as eggs to eggs you know right now that that proposition is in market it's scaling it's focused on bringing people together who are interested in something a common ground that they've identified and it's about bringing those right people together at the right time so I guess partnerships personified right so is that your only deal on the tennis court, Darren? Is that true? You haven't done others? There's been many, maybe, maybe not so many on the tennis court. I'm only just getting back into that. But you know, whether whether you're, you know, whether it's on the golf course, I know it's an old adage and it sounds a bit old school, but it's true. So much is done outside of the office, you know, in mm-hmm. terms of conversations. You can you should never, in my opinion, never rebuff a conversation. You never know what's in it. Yeah. You know, whether it's having a, a drink down the bar, whether it's networking at a, at, at a you know, a, a specific networking event, whether it's catching up with friends who introduce you to other friends who may have an idea, tennis, golf, whatever the sport of your flavour, you know, football in stadia. I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I just love talking to people, as you can probably hear. I've really <laughs> taken a breath for 30 seconds. But for me, that is the power of partnership is being able to converse and engage and hold the floor and just just show a level of interest, but also yeah. listen. So I guess I, I better do a bit of that now, too. <laughs> no, that's perfect. That's absolutely right. It's get out from behind your desk, you know, find that excuse to down that screen time and up that people time and just enjoy doing what we do best, which is communicating and sharing ideas and seeing what we can take forward to make the world a better place. I love it. Absolutely. I would love to hear from you just a little bit more about your experience in the world of partnerships. If there was a snowball effect for you. I think the, the, the initial snowball, and certainly when it started to roll down the hill for me and gain some momentum and mass, was when I was lucky enough to work around MasterCard, not for MasterCard, but working for a bin sponsor who I now support massively, an issuer, it gave me the insight into what we now know as fintech. I mean, at the time it was called prepaid, you know, because prepaid was the product. It was the focus and it still very much is the launch product of choice, typically dependent obviously on, on, on specific propositional requirements and objectives, but ultimately it is the product to launch with, et cetera, et cetera. So actually being able to work around MasterCard, Um, and really start to immerse myself in this vertical of fintech that we are all so passionate about and seeing the disruption and the people involved you know whilst it seems a massive world it's actually really small and there's a there's the same group who are catalysts behind change and pushing boundaries and challenging and that for me was fascinating I just wanted a piece of it you know I wasn't not brave enough to do things on my own you know I've got ideas but would I put you know would I bootstrap myself and back myself fully I think that takes a very special individual to do that and I admire founders co-founders etc for doing so but I guess where I'm hugely privileged working for MasterCard is I'm able to to get involved in a hell of a lot and 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 hopefully add some value in any way that I possibly can without ultimately taking on 
any of the risks that you have as a business founder. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it, it is, as you say, going all in, knowing that what you your idea is going to make that impact. And so it's worth backing yourself, backing that horse all the way to the end. And Absolutely. I think when they get to work with someone like yourself in, in MasterCard, you know, what can they expect? You know, what does those partnerships look like? Are they eternal? Are they for contracts? Are they sort of how do they evolve? It depends, you know, every and, and this for me is one of the things that I think is so important about a partnership. They're unique. You know, and you really need to get to take the time to learn and understand each other's parameters, working parameters, you know, um, sort of rules of engagement, if you like, what one is looking for, what are your objectives, what are your what are your must wins, what are the things you absolutely will not concede on or compromise on, and what are the things that you need to deliver today versus tomorrow versus the, the month, the year after that. So for me, it really is understanding and getting and getting full buy-in. You know, a partnership is not and should not, in my opinion, have any end date. There might be some review points and some checking points to ensure that, you know, as a partnership, we remain aligned and are driving in, you know, in the same direction. But I think it's having that ability to check in regularly to be honest in your conversation, to be humble and vulnerable and curious, to sort of push and to push on and ultimately uh, you know it sounds a bit cliche perhaps but be, a, be that chameleon you know be able to adapt to your environment and the situation because you're going to need to flex and you never you, and you're going to need to pivot quickly as we see you know with with so many of the fintechs especially with you know you use the latest example of, of covid and the pandemic as a great example of how that really has driven the drive on digital Absolutely. We've all seen it. Everything just changed at such a pace as we talked about at the beginning of the show. And I think what's sort of fascinating is that now we're sort of coming out the other side. I'm hoping that we really are. And there's, <laughs> there's not going to yeah, be another hope. curveball, but who knows? So you just got to keep going with what you've got in front of you. But I'd love to know what are the three key challenges that you're facing in your job right now in the new normal that we find ourselves in? Sure. I think, you know, it's a really, it's a really interesting question in terms of challenges. I think the first is probably who is ready to, who's looking to disrupt next? You know, I think the second is how, how can you optimally support those people? Because it's a, you know, it sounds a bit crass perhaps, but it's a, it's a little bit like the Grand National. You know, you try to, to try to back everyone because you know, by default, you're going to back a winner. And for me, you know, partnerships, partnerships is about winning. You know, let's be honest about that. You know, you enter a partnership to, to try and disrupt or to dislodge or and or to, you know, really make waves within an ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's two. I guess the third is, is, is truly trying to understand the, the, the value and the power that you each bring. And what, what are you going to bring? What are the attributes that, that, that people want to leverage? You know, a big part of what I do is actually bringing people together. And not just when I say people, you know, MasterCard and X organization, what parts of MasterCard? I mean, it, it, there is a it's a complex business, you know, technology first, absolutely, multi-rail by approach, of course, that's all well documented. But what does that actually mean? You know, there's, there's huge asset leverage within 
the organization you know maybe it's new payment platforms maybe it's open banking maybe it's the remittance side of things maybe it's commercial maybe it's product innovation i mean the list goes on so for me the, the real art is being able to craft very quickly and identify where your tapping points are going to be where today is going to be the biggest sort of return for that partnership you know or more okay. importantly for that fintech and let's try and layer in the relevant support to, if you, if you like, engage on that initially and then start to build and evolve the conversation and continually ideate and be prepared to be flexible in your approach. Brilliant. I think that's really good insight into kind of there, there is a, such a big playing field in the world of MasterCard that you've sort of identified there. And it's about then identifying where as a startup and a founder with a big idea where you can make the biggest impact within one of those verticals or one of those rails, as you like to call it, really fascinating stuff. I think it leads me on nicely to my next question is what do you look for in partners? It's, it's, yeah. Okay. What do I look for? I mean, ultimately what I look for, if you strip everything away is what's the value proposition, you know, do you believe in it? You know, and, and that sounds really harsh because ultimately do, do I need to believe in it? Questionable. Obviously, the founder, the backer, the, the client clearly does. But it's about being able to understand where is its place in the ecosystem and in the value chain? You know, where can you see wider opportunities for partnership with that partnership? And if that doesn't make sense, what I mean by that is, you know, who else within the MasterCard sort of franchise is able to engage and to, in effect, amplify what that partnership is looking for because if you're able to sort of bring others in and, and bring others into the choir or the party whatever you want to call it that snowball starts to roll downhill real quick it gains mass and momentum real fast and before you know it, you've got something super powerful that is you know ultimately going to be brought into that market brilliant i love that and i think you're so right it's about all the different stakeholders within the business where is it going to benefit them where is it going to add that value and if it adds value to them then it's going to add value to the end user and that end user yep. being us in the world fantastic and if you could tell me you know, maybe three things you wish a partner would ask you what would those three things be i think I think partners typically do ask because by nature and by default, they're, they're super curious. You know, it's what's in it for me, what's in it for you? And ultimately, how can we better the the vertical or the ecosystem that we're working within? So I think it's a really difficult thing to sort of suggest what are the three things? Because typically that, that founder, they're backing their proposition they believe they've got something extremely compelling and interesting that is going to, by nature, with Finter, is going to disrupt or dislodge an incumbent. I think it's, it's about, it's more important that they show a level of both curiosity and vulnerability and that ability to, to pivot, you know, that ability to change and to be able to change with others' input. And that's not about being precious about one's one's business it's actually about saying do you know what that, that that that's great but if if we also were to maybe think about how this could be incorporated or how we could play into this space you know maybe that makes it an even more compelling and impactful proposition so i'm conscious i've not really answered your question there but hopefully it gives some other sort of food for thought absolutely i think there's something about 
again, it really triggers a conversation that I had earlier in this series where we talked about just being too restricted, having too many boundaries, too many parameters of, you know, not allowing yourself to move outside of the boundaries you've created. And where boundaries are wonderful to give you focus, there has to be that point where you need to reevaluate and readapt to help really work with that partner or with that end client to achieve the bigger goal. I think it's all about that collaboration and working together. So that's a fantastic insight from yourself as well. And I suppose it'd be really good to understand if for any reason a partnership wasn't successful and it wasn't something that you wanted to move forward at that particular time, maybe they weren't ready, they hadn't quite got the product to the space it needed to be in, or or maybe that bigger thinking as you've talked about, about what else could it do? How could we make this even more impactful? How would you like those partners to re-engage with you? If it was just a no, not right now, not no forever, what would be that best way for them to get back in touch? Do you know, I don't even think the onus is on them. I think okay. I think it's a shared onus, you know. I think it by default of the partnership, whether it's a partnership that's going to be perhaps realised today, but is maybe one that's going to be realised tomorrow. That onus is also on me to stay close, as well as them to stay close and to stay in contact, to stay in discussion, to keep the narrative af- fresh, and also to demonstrate that you know there is clear support there. You know, lean on me. You know, let's let's lean on on this together where required. Obviously, I can't drive and shape your value prop, but I can certainly help inform it further and bring some, hopefully, some some further gravitas to what to the situation and and and, and what it is you're trying to achieve. So for me, it's you know, a lot of conversations won't move forward today, but I'd like to think the majority will absolutely move forward at some time. And that for me is how you manage that sort of that, whether you want to call it a client pipeline, an engagement pipeline, a partnership, you know, a partnership or partnerships, just stay close, own it and be, and, and, and be, you know, be, be there for people. Brilliant. Lovely advice. And it really sort of shows the way that you want to operate with your partners, new past and future. So that's great. Thanks for sharing that. What would be two hard truths, difficult question this, two hard truths you have learned building partnerships with fintechs? Two hard truths. I think the first is challenge is good. You know, not just challenge for the, for, for, for the industry, but challenge each other and really push on some of those conversations that no one ever wants to have, you know, because Go on, give us an example. What's a conversation nobody wants to have? Okay, well, it's more about if there's something that you see and you just and you may not see, you don't get it. Say so you just don't understand it. It doesn't resonate. Or you okay. think I don't see the value. I don't see the benefit. Actually, don't shirk or shy away from being honest and upfront about that. Actually, tackle it head on and 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 put yourself. We're all consumers. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately, there's an, there's an experience, a buying experience that underpins everything that we do or the decisions that we take. So, you know, don't be afraid to absolutely put it on the table because you're, any partnership worth its, worth its soul ultimately is going to listen. They might not agree, and that's okay. And I guess that's my second truth is it's, it, it, it's, it is okay not to agree. It's okay not to be okay, whichever way you want to look at it. You know, <laughs> it's healthy tension is a good thing, but it's how that healthy tension is, is kept in, in, in a healthy state of check rather than being able to boil over into you know areas that you just you just don't need to get into you know 
gray is not a color I work to, you know, it's black or it's white. There's nothing in the middle of that. There's different, there may well be different grades of white and black, but ultimately there's <laughs> no gray great? area. There's no, no, there, no, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no, but I get your meaning there. And I think it's a kind of, you know, go away and come back where it's more in the white or more in the black. Definitely. You've yeah, got a definitely. bit more bit more clarity so you can both understand it and I think there's a, a real when you're delving into new terrain and, and trying to create something new that's never been done before and open up a new market or create something very exciting not everyone's going to understand it straight away and so there's going to be a bit of an educational cycle or just getting that um, information to the point where you can make it so concise that anybody can understand it and that's a, that's a Definitely. difficult thing to do so take it your is. time mm-hmm. and this stuff isn't easy you know, if it was, there'd be a whole queue of people looking to do it. You know, it's why people are trying to, you know, find your niche, find an area that you're perhaps really passionate about or a solution that you believe requires solving. You know, I think you've only got to look at the, whether it's the inclusion, the driving inclusivity, whether it's, you know, from a, you know, from things like a gender pay gap or gender disparity or, you know, in the LGBTQ plus space or in, in ethnic minorities. I mean, the list goes on, right? You know, whether it's serving the underbanked, the underserved, community-based banking, you know, um, those with cr- thin credit files. I mean, there is so much, but I think we've seen a, a, a genuine proliferation in this space where there's more and more technological advancements that with the use of technology, with the with the push and the drive on a on, on a digital solution, we're able to put the power into far more hands and empower a wider community and have genuine impact underpinned by purpose. Great. I love that. That's so fascinating and really wonderful to help that narrow down the niche, not by the target audience and the people, but actually what is the problem you're solving and who is that community you're solving it for? That right there, I think, is the snippet of genius from this show. And I'd love to know what is it that's capturing your interest the most right now of all this wonderful playing field you're in? I think I touched on it right at the end there. I think for me that our planet, something we should that is our most precious and finite resource you know the whole sustainability piece around that is fascinating and i think you know watch this space for so much more that's going to come from that i think it's 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 mesmerizing i think what could come from there i think linked to that is the wider drive on inclusivity take that as you wish for me we should be looking at that at all levels within business and outside of business Great. You heard it here first, listeners. Okay, some quick fire round questions for you now, Darren. Tell us what's the best part of your job? The people, the variety, the diversity. Great. Biggest lesson working with startups? Pivot. Be prepared to pivot. Brilliant. What are the best resources that have helped you along your way? There's so much. I think the best resources is actually plugging into a variety of resources you know whether that's industry insight market trends people the community um but also don't underestimate your own network and the value that that gives you can you name one resource that's a bit of a go-to for you on a weekly basis yeah i like the harvard business review great one and one piece of advice that you'd wish you'd known earlier or is so awful that you need to warn us um I think in, in the current climate, this, this, this really also resonates with me, where it's, it's okay not to be okay. Speak up. You know, you're not alone. No one's an island. Nice. Brilliant one. And 
What's the hard lesson you've learned in business? Just got to pick yourself up real quick. You know, okay. dust yourself down. It sounds cliche, but it's so true. You know, you're in it together. You know, um, lean on those people around you. There is always someone there to help you. And there's always someone there to be a sounding board or, or, or your counsel. Brilliant. And what's one thing you're really excited about right now? <laughs> I just think, you know, the, the, the acceleration and the ability to drive new technologies and what those new technologies are. I mean, for me, the most exciting thing is we don't know what we don't know watch this space for what comes next i think that's just fascinating and privileged to be a part of that darren you've been a fabulous guest thank you so much for coming on snippets of genius absolute pleasure thanks so much all the best darren and that's a wrap i hope that you found that burst of inspiration and motivation you need to start building the business you love do check out every episode's show notes for links to these fabulous companies these superstars are building If you have a question you'd like to ask, you are invited to come and join all of us from this series over on LinkedIn in the Snippets of Genius community. And finally, if you haven't already subscribed, get on over to your preferred podcast platform, search and subscribe to Snippets of Genius and get every episode sent directly to you. Thanks so much for listening. Speak to you next week. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.